Before we hop in with our incredible guest here on the Championship Leadership Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit real quick about my world class, Unleash the Leader Within Experience, a four-day experience that is built to give you momentum in life that will create the movement that will allow you to go out and accomplish goals and outcomes that you have felt like are mountains, like mountains that are almost impossible to overcome. Unleash the Leader Within, you go through this experience, all of the different modalities are strategically put in place to help you to become the person today that will allow you to become the person that you want to be tomorrow. All about creating a life that you love. And we do that in many different ways. We've had incredible results from hundreds of clients that have come through in the last four years that we've been running Unleash the Leader Within. And so if you want to create a new operating system for yourself, if you want to have a level of certainty that would have people respond to you at a much higher level as a leader, inside of your life and you want to go out and have results that like i said you thought at one point were insurmountable and you want to turn mountains into molehills inside of your life and create a life that is unrecognizable take what feels like the impossible and make it possible then go to www.natebailey.org forward slash ulw Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And we have Peter Anderton here with us from uh, right smack dab in the middle of the UK. I believe you said it in a small village. Is that what you said? Uh, Misham. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Nate. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Obviously, that's the name of the show. I, that's the first question we like to hit everybody. No, it's, it's a great question. And I think when I think about champion leadership, it's not so much about a competition as to who is the best, but it's more about the fact that there's a lot of mediocrity out there when it comes to leadership. There's a lot of people out there making themselves and the people around them miserable. So my goal is to get more people into the championship league. Love it. So we can get more people who are at the best that they can be. Because there's there's no such thing as the perfect leader. They simply don't exist. 
but actually we can all raise our game uh, and have a far, far greater impact, more positive impact on those around us. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, yeah, imagine if we all did just continue to raise our game as leaders and what kind of a difference and impact that would make would be pretty incredible, right? Phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's interesting. And I, I know we're going to get here right now into a little bit more, but we were talking a little bit about your Inspirometer. And if you guys will go to uh, www.inspirometer.com, and I'm going to spell that and hopefully not get it wrong, but I N S P I R O M E T E R.com. Did I get that right? Spelling's brilliant, but you've got to put Man, the word. I feel like I, put the I, word felt, the, at the I felt the pressure like I was in a spelling bee or something. No, you did it. Um, <laughs> but it's um, put the word there at the beginning. It's theinspirometer.com. The inspirometer. Thank you for that. But And I will obviously absolutely get that uh, linked up for you too. But what was the inspiration between, behind the inspirometer? Um, so but for all of us, um, just going back to this this idea of of helping more people raise their game from a leadership perspective, yeah. it's just something I've developed as a free resource to put out there, so that we can ask ourselves some honest questions about yeah. who we are as leaders and how we behave, and uh, and get get some useful feedback that comes through from that that gives us ideas of things that we can actually work on to raise our game to the next level. So it takes three minutes to complete. It's completely free. Uh, no catch, uh, fill yeah. it in, uh, get your report back and see what you think. I'd love, and I'm, and I'm, I'm up for feedback. I'm literally launching it as we speak. So yeah. I'm grateful for any feedback I receive. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to take it. Um, you know, there's, it's, it's a little bit, people are a little bit weird though. Right. Cause like sometimes, I don't know, you're kind of afraid to see where you are at or where you are not at right as a leader there can be a little bit of that for people of like oh what happens if i don't like what i see on this report then then i got to do something about it <laughs> yeah i think i think probably with, with something like this the biggest challenge is people first of all kidding themselves yeah right and not giving themselves an honest answer but the other end of the spectrum is exactly as you say being really harsh on ourselves yeah. and marking ourselves down really really badly so yeah. So it's not a 360 tool. It's probably something I'll develop at another stage, actually, but never a bad thing. There's a few people that have done it recently as I've been testing it that have run it and they've actually just sent the link to their team and said, can you complete it with me and mine and let me know what you come up with? And actually, in this particular example, they got some similar responses. So it was useful feedback. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's great. What's um. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. And and uh, yeah, obviously, we know that you created that. So you leadership is definitely a space that you are in um but yeah for the listener you know so, tell us a little bit more about you and your journey and how that so i'm, at, I'm actually an engineer by training if i go back far enough uh but i crossed over to the dark side uh, around <laughs> about the turn of the millennium and, yeah. and joined hr or pretty much accidentally i won't, I won't go into the, the whole story about it but actually yeah. really really loved it and they were they were looking for somebody with a lot of practical experience of leading teams and, and getting the best out of them through thick and through thin. And I was brought into the HR function and basically over a period of a, of a number of years, worked my way through a range of different roles. Uh, and by the time I left, I worked for 3M. Yeah. Uh, so I worked for 3M, huge, obviously global organization. And I worked across organizational development across all of the UK. So I'd work with strategy. I'd work, with executive coaching, leadership change, a whole range of different areas. 
uh, worked with some fantastic people and then set up on my own uh, just over 10 years ago now, a little bit longer than that. And uh, really what I do now is all about helping people get out of their own way. Uh, and mm -hmm. whether I do that as an individual level, as an executive coach, uh, or I do that at a team level, I do a lot of work with senior leadership teams and I, and I create alignment in the team. Very often the slight misalignment taking place and it, and it wastes so much energy and causes so much frustration. Yeah. I get teams lined up pointing in the same direction. And I genuinely believe if you're lined up and pointing in the same direction, you can achieve just about anything. Yeah. And, and then finally, the third thing I do is around leadership development itself. So, so I run a program called original leadership uh, and uh, which I run in house. Um, and I also run as an open program as well. And that again, what it does actually is it, it gets into the mindset of leadership. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of programs out there that are about this technique and that technique and can I have a new tool to put in my toolbox. Right. And what I really believe, if we're really going to take leadership up to the next level, like we said at the start, it comes down to how we think. It comes yeah. down to our mindset. It's a bit like with your phone. You know, you've got, I, I don't know if your phone's like mine. I have all sorts of apps on my phone that I never oh, yeah. use, some that <laughs> yeah, I do. For sure. Right. Um, but what matters more than the apps I've got on my phone is the operating system. If the operating system's working, great, yeah. and get the apps to do what I want them to do. If the operating system's not working, everything's glitchy, everything starts to fall apart. So I help leaders get the operating system of leadership right. And then we load in the apps and the, you know, the techniques, the approaches that can give them what they need to move forward. And actually the Inspirometer is built around a framework that helps them get that to help them really get that idea uh, moving forwards. Take a quick pause here inside of this incredible interview that you are listening to, to let you know about my 100 mile mindset audio book. If you would like a copy for free, you just have to send me a quick email at Nate at coach or you could send me a private message. I'm all over the place on social media at coach Nate Bailey, Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can even find me on the new social media app out there threads through Instagram. But if you would like the free 100 mile mindset, so you could create a 100 mile mindset for yourself based on my experiences, my lessons learned from being an ultra marathon runner, shoot me a message. I'll, I'll send it to you for free. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. 3M. I, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's based in Minnesota. It is indeed. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right up in the twin cities, huge, huge, uh, complex up there that they have campus or whatever they call it, but yeah. Uh, very cool. What's, uh, who are some championship leaders in your life that have impacted you and, and really like, what are some of the characteristics that have really stood out from some of those leaders? And, and it's an interesting one when you come to sort of how do you define leader? So there's there's probably three three people that come yeah. come to mind, okay. and yeah. uh, one of them you would you would class as a leader. And I'd I'd love to be able to find him now. Actually, I have I have yeah. actually searched for him but failed. I'm sure he's I'm pretty sure he's retired now. It's a guy called James Edwards when I used to work for ICI, and uh, he, I worked for him in one of my first graduate roles. And well, probably my second second role. And he just consistently took a chance on me. Mm. He would give me opportunities to do things that I had no experience of doing. Yeah. He, he gave me the chance to to try things and fail. 
And and some of the things I was able to do working for him were just phenomenal. I, I, I built up so much experience in a very short period of time. And he just wanted me to go for it and do my best yeah. and saw what happened. And I and I've never forgotten, you know, the number of the number of chances he took on me and the number of opportunities he gave me. That was fantastic. Um there's a there's another guy actually, Paul Williams. He's also retired. Uh, he was in 3M. And again, he was, I, I would say. He was somebody who always believed in me. So I think the yeah. biggest theme is, is somebody who's yeah, really right. got got your back. And mm-hmm. uh, and again, you know, there were times he would push me, he would challenge me, he'd put me into situations that I wasn't entirely sure that I could handle, but he knew I could. Yeah. And I right. and I and I continued to grow. But I could always go back to I even remember at school, my chemistry teacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who sadly sadly is dead now. But just the way he he challenged me and encouraged me to do better and to do more than I had done. Now, there was a tendency I had at times at school just to, just to sort of, I was, I was a master procrastinator. Yeah. I, think, I think most of us are really, oh, yeah. aren't we, when it oh, comes yeah. to certain sure. things. Uh, and there was a danger at times and I would do just enough rather than give it mm. my all. Uh, and, and he really challenged me to make that shift. There's probably others that I could think of. And like I said, some of them people I've worked for, um, some of them might have been teachers. Um, some of them are people I know just in life that I want to be more like. But I think yeah. in reality, in the ultimate leader for all of us, there's elements that we pick out from other people, uh, people we know, people from history. Uh, there's a whole range of elements that we bring together to create, yeah. if you like, in our heads, the perfect leader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. that is a big one. I, I That is what, one that I think comes up a good amount is – you need those people in your life that to, that I guess really have more have have a bigger belief in you than you do in yourself, right? And you're just like, I don't know what the heck they're seeing in me, but they keep giving me a chance. They keep pushing me. They keep investing in me, and it's like you kind of sit and wonder why, but you never really ask, and you're just like, I don't know, but yeah, but it does feel good to also it, at, at the same time, right? Well, what you find, I mean, if you if you if any of us think back to leaders that we've had and let's particularly think about managers for example in different in different contexts and you think of the best ones you've ever had and the worst ones you've ever had what's really interesting when you start to create a bit of a list so like you know worst ones you ever had they never listened to you you know they they take the credit for your work although when things went wrong they were quite they were very quick to dish out the blame yeah um, you know, they were micromanaging you. They didn't give you those opportunities to grow, all of those things. Right. The, the best, I mean, you give me a list, the, be- the best people you've ever worked for, what are the kind of things that they did? What would you say? Um, yeah, they did. They uh, they believed in you. They gave you a, a lot of responsibility. They probably gave you freedom to to go out and to be able to do your job and to to learn and to fail and and to lead and, and also, uh, you know, guidance along the way too, right? To come in and and uh, help you when you needed it, like they Always. could see when, right? And and uh, give you just a just a communication level that that you could really resonate with to be able to help you see some things without having to be blatantly told, right? Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, and I would say, you know, sure that's a fantastic. On. Yeah. And if you go through those two lists. And look at what each column, if you like, has in common and what the contrasts are. 
what you start to realize is is the worst ones it was all about them yeah they were totally focused on themselves the best ones it it was actually about you yeah yeah. They were they were giving you the opportunity. They gave you the time. They gave you the support. There's a clear shift in the yeah. focus yeah. of their right. attention. Right. And, and I'm a big believer. I honestly believe that when it comes to leadership, we've overcomplicated it over the years. Yeah. And I and I I'd love to think that with all the research that's taken place, you know, there's so much thought leadership out there around leadership. I'd love to think we'd have made it clearer. I actually think we've made it more confusing in recent yeah. decades. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But the first rule, and I, and for that reason, I believe everything we need to know about leadership comes down to two rules. Everything else is noise. And rule number one of leadership is it's not about you. Yeah, right. You know, it's not about your way of doing things. It's not about your solutions. It's not about your ego. It's not about covering your back or any of that. It's about the people. It's about the team. It's about how you can help them become the best that they can be. And and one of the things I when I'm working with uh, leaders from an executive coaching perspective, one of the biggest challenges and the the, the the biggest mindset shift to get across is it's not your job to deliver the result. It's your job to deliver the team who yeah. deliver the result. Yeah. And when a leader makes that kind of shift and they really get rule number one, really quite magical stuff starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's 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 awesome. That's wonderful. What's um. What is the vision for you? Because I, I think that's a big part of a leader, right? Casting that vision so the team can, like, as you said, go out and and accomplish what it is that you're going after. Um, so what what's the vision for you and what you're up to and what you want to accomplish and, and really always the impact that you want to make through that? So there's there's two parts to that, I think, really. So the, the first one is to, to recognize... I'd love to say I've got a, I've got a vision to go out there and change the entire world. Actually, you know, my plan yeah. is to change the world for those who are around me, those I come into contact with. As I oh, said that, earlier on, there's a lot yeah. of leaders out there making themselves and the people around them miserable. Yeah. And I change that. that that's yeah. what I do. So so for those that I work with to create a shift where, you know, they fall back in love with what they're doing, but so do their teams and create that kind of environment where we can we can become the best that we can possibly be. That's that's what I want to be doing for those that I come into contact with. Uh, and I guess the second part is about me personally, uh, which is, you know, life is a continuous process of transformation. Uh, and, and you could argue, if you come back to this whole idea of championship leadership, you know, maybe there is a, there is a competition, but really the competition is with myself. Yeah. How, right. how can I be better than yesterday? Yeah, uh, and I'd love I'd love to be sitting here telling you, Nate, every day I'm better than yesterday. <laughs> that it would be such a lie. <laughs> but that's the goal. That's the vision. Yeah. You know, there are days when it feels like I've gone way backwards, and there are days when it feels like I've gone forwards, um, yeah. and there are days when it feels like I'm just stuck and I've yeah, not moved right. anywhere. Um, that I guess is is real life. I'm sure we all feel the same with that. But yeah. but for me, that's the vision is to become the best that I could possibly be uh, and, and really reflect, you know, what I'm, what I'm meant to be here for. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, what is the time in your life where, you know, had you made a different decision, you could be in a very different place. I think there's a lot of people the listener right now that could be in their place and, and, 
there's always power in hearing how others have chosen in those moments. So is there a time for you in this journey that you've been on where, man, you could be somewhere completely different had you chosen differently? Well, what an interesting question. Well, in reality, we often think that's the big decisions, don't we? Yeah. That will lead us to the, 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 the different point. But often it's the small decisions that we make yeah. on a daily basis that are the ones that make the biggest difference. I mean, you take an Olympic athlete, not that I'd have any idea what it's like <laughs> to be an Olympic athlete. I'm not going to pretend that either. But, you know, it's the decision on the things that they're not going to do every day. And no, yeah. they're not going to have that. Yeah. They're not going to have the fries. They're not going to have this. They're not going to have that. They, get, they are going to get up at five o'clock every morning. Every day they're making decisions. And I think mm -hmm. I know for a fact that I think for me, it's a series of small decisions that I would make differently. I like that. Yeah. And 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 sometimes I'm told I'm often very hard on myself because I'm rubbish at stopping and doing nothing. And it's not, yeah. it's not a very, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but at the same time, I would look back and I think I've just wasted too much time on pointless stuff. Yeah. And whether that's getting het up about stuff that just doesn't matter or whether that's just getting lost in a box set that doesn't do anybody any favors, yeah. but literally just passes your existence by without you getting any better or, or growing in any way. And I think if, if I could get a little bit better at those micro decisions at those points in time to think about, am I using this time to be the best that I could be or am I just not thinking about it? And that that's mm -hmm. probably where I think I could make the biggest difference in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. I love it. Yeah, it's um, yeah. You're right. Most people do kind of focus on critical moments or, or big moments, but uh, there's definitely a lot to be said about just the small little moments yeah, that we can it's, make it's, every day. It's the small stuff, and it, I mean that kind of brings. I mentioned there's two rules around leadership. It brings us to rule number two, um, because rule number two recognizes that you know nobody's going to do this for us. Yeah. You know, rule number two recognizes that. If you want somebody else to behave differently as a leader, well, you can't make them do that. You can't just press a button and get them to magically respond in the way that you wish. Rule number two as a leader recognizes that the only thing that we have within our control to affect somebody else's behavior is ourselves. Yeah. The only thing that we have within our control to affect the outcomes for the life that we live is ourselves. So what rule number two fundamentally says then is, well, rule number one says it's not about you. Yeah. It's not about your ego. It's not about your solutions. It's not about your way of doing things. But rule number two says this isn't about other people cleaning up their act. This is about you cleaning up your act. Right. So rule right. number two, you can see where I'm going, can't yeah. you? Rule number two says it's only about you. <laughs> yeah. And if we understand, if we understand that it's, you know, Nelson Mandela put this beautifully. He said, I could not change others until I changed myself. It's one of my favorite yeah. quotes. Oh, wow. And he realized that that actually, if we want to see change around us, we have to be the ones that change. Uh, I mean, yeah. Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. That's very much yeah. the idea. That's the essence of rule number two. And everything you need to know about leadership comes down to those two rules. And those are the, those are the like, if you like, that's part of the framework for the inspirometer that we talked about right at the start. You know, we, yeah. there's, there's three key things that you need in a high-performing team. And you look at them through the lens of rule number one, and it gives you three particular areas to focus on. You look at them through the lens of rule number two, and it gives you three other areas to focus on. 
Uh, and that's why the Interbarometer gives you such a broad view, a clear picture of leadership overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a powerful piece because I think a lot of people get stuck on that. I know it was a conversation I just had uh, at one of my events that I did. And, and, you know, the conversation was with a certain individual around, you know, not taking care of himself and, 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 uh, you know, always just kind of, you know, using the excuse that he needs to work all these hours to provide for his family, to give them the lifestyle they want. And yet he's like, you know, he's fat, he's out of, he's overweight, he's out of shape. And we're like, you have to take care of yourself first. Like leadership is, is, is very selfish. And it was really just kind of spinning. Like you ha selfishly have to take care of yourself as a leader. Cause if you don't, then who's going to want to follow? Like you have to be selfish to be selfless is kind of what we talked about. And like, if you, if you're not selfish first to take care of yourself, then there's no way you can be selfless to serve others because they're not going to want to follow you anywhere. No, it's true. I mean, there's a, you've probably come across this before, but a lady called Sarah Milne uh, coined a phrase that that I'm a big fan of that we all need to look after our shed. Have you come across that? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, so it stands for just for anyone who hasn't, then it stands for sleep, hydration, exercise, and diet. Okay. Yeah. And, love it. And you know, we wouldn't let our phone get down to one percent charge, but right. we'll do it with ourselves, no problem. Yeah. I mean, we'd be yeah, horrified. Absolutely. My phone's on one percent yeah. charge. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? But we'll we'll bounce around at one. Yeah. Two, yeah. Three. I'm thinking it's not a problem. Yeah, I think yeah. I would argue the two biggest things. So there's there's leaders out there who are struggling, um, exactly like your friend who's like, I'm doing all of this and I, I'm exhausted and I'm doing the best that I can. Actually, I would say two things to start with. One is just start going to bed at a sensible time and get some yeah, sleep. Right, right. Um, even though you think you haven't got time, what usually happens, I think when I've, when I've got myself into that overworked place in the past, you end up you're working so late and then you end up doing stuff. Often it's fairly pointless, meaningless stuff to try and wind down. Yeah. But that eats yeah. further into your sleep and it just gets, yep. you get into a, a downward spiral, get to bed at a sensible time. And the other thing I would say is start at least once, but preferably more often than that, just get out for a walk in the daytime. Yep. I don't care whether you just walk around the block. I don't, I don't care right. what it is, but just get out and get some fresh air and those two things itself can start to clear your head massively. Yeah. And usually when we think we haven't got time to do those things, those are the very things that we need to do. So yeah. you're absolutely right, Knight. You, you cannot be putting, it's the classic case of put your own oxygen mask on first, isn't it? We've got yeah. to get these right. things right before we try and do anything else. And if yeah. we're if we're the equivalent of the phone on 1% charge, then we're not going to inspire anybody else. I mean, that's that's rule number two. Rule number two says... I think it's an interesting one. It's not your job to go out there and inspire other people. I genuinely believe that's what leadership is about. A lot of people think I'm the leader. I need to go out there and inspire yeah. everybody. Yeah. Rubbish. What rule number two says is it's your job to be inspired. Yes. Yeah. And the magic is, of course, when you're inspired, then hey, presto, it spreads. That's mm -hmm. how it works. But but don't kid yourself for a minute that you can inspire anybody if you're not inspired. Right. And if you're not inspired, the only person that can work on that is you. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can do it for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Well, as we wrap up, if there's, you know, I think we've already given a, a good amount of nuggets here for everyone, but yeah, if there's one or two things that if they were to implement today would move that listener's life forward today, what would that be? 
Well, what I would say is we've we've talked about the two rules of leadership, but in reality, I'm going to reframe them because they're not really the two rules of leadership. They're the two rules of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when we can get to the point, there's a level of maturity and wisdom that we can all reach where we realize it's not about us. Yeah. Uh, and the world is much bigger than us. And we're just, you know, we're just a player on a much bigger stage. And I think understanding that is a hugely important part of life and recognizing yeah. where we fit in uh, and how that works. But then the second part then conversely, you know, is, is, is rule number two of recognizing that whatever it is, that you want to happen wherever it is you want to be it's not going to be done for you and and if you're going to become the best version of yourself which i i would argue is you know is the primary goal of transformation that we become the best that we could possibly yeah. be in terms of why we've been put on put on this earth it starts with you stop mm. blaming everybody else and start thinking about what can i do to do this each day every day whatever else is going on around me, it starts with me. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Beautiful. And um, with that said, make sure you go to the inspirometer.com. We'll get that linked up for you. Uh, is there a way we could follow you anywhere else online? Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, if that okay. works for anybody. So you'll find me on LinkedIn, Peter Anderton. Uh, my company's called Internal Alignment. Um, or you'll find me on my website, which is literally just peteranderton.com. So easy to find. Yeah, really easy. We'll get that linked up as well. And thank you so much again for today. It's been incredible. Um, Listener, don't go anywhere. Stay here. We got more incredible guests just like Peter coming up. Uh, Thanks again for being here. It's been great. Been a pleasure. Thanks very much, Nate. All the best. No doubt you enjoyed that incredible episode of the Championship Leadership Podcast. As always. And this is, again, just a a gentle nudge and reminder to go check us out at natebailey.org forward slash ULW if you want to transform your life to one that you love.